Welcome to Save As Ability, a podcast to educate and inform you about disability employment issues. My name is David Darkangelo, and I'm your disability policy expert. Hey everybody, how are you? It's David Darkangelo back with another episode of Save As Ability. Please help us get our message out, like, subscribe, share, so we can get this content out to people, uh, people with disabilities, people with disabilities, families, and anybody who's interested in improving our human condition, really promoting inclusion of people with disabilities. So what we're trying to do is build off our last episode. Our last episode, we talked about the history, a brief history of disability laws and policies in the United States. And we went back to the late 1700s all the way up until present day. So uh, the extension of that is these laws put in place programs, right? So it's Congress's job. It's the legislative branch's job to pass the laws, but it's then the executive branch's obligation to implement these laws. And that's what we're a little bit, what we're going to talk about today is the various programs that are put in place throughout the executive branch of government. All right. So first we're going to start with some of the disability programs contained within the U.S. Department of Education. And those then flow down to the states oftentimes too. But, you know, the, one of the laws we mentioned was IDA, the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act that was passed and what that put in place and, you know, the protections for people with disabilities and students with disabilities. So under the age of 14, students with disabilities, right, they're not eligible for work. So those programs start when you're 14. So generally what we're talking about in education is those programs that are applying to students under the age of 14, but all the way up until 22 and transition age, which we'll talk a little bit about transition age in future episodes. But just to let you know, again, that uh, in the Department of Education, there's a thing called the Office of Special Education Programs that was put in place. And you know that really makes sure that all of the laws and regulations that are put in place are then implemented through these federal programs, down to the states to make sure they're administered and in place to be able to make sure that people with disabilities and students with disabilities are getting access to the education that they need, need in an inclusive environment. And they have the supports necessary to be able to su succeed as a student. So also within the Department of Education, though, uh, sets up the Rehabilitation Services Administration, or RSA, which is the implementer of the Federal Vocational Rehabilitation Programs, or VR programs. There's about 78 different VR agencies contained within all the 50 states and territories. Uh, and really what that does is make sure that people with disabilities that want to get on an employment outcome, again, as early as the age of 14, but working throughout they, that they have a vocational rehabilitation goal to be able to put them on the path to employment. So again, contained within the Department of Education. So we look go over then to the Department of U.S. Federal Department of Labor, and we talk about uh, you know some of the recent things is like WIOA, the Workforce Investment Opportunity Act. Well, it's the Department of Labor that puts those standards in place and the implementation of those programs in place and how the states are going to coordinate and collaborate on. Uh, you know, and align with all of the regulations and, and parts of the law that have been put in place to, again, improve employment outcomes for people with disabilities. There's also the Office of Disability Employment Policy, 
which is a very important office. Our former guest, Neil Romano, was the head of that office at one point in time as an assistant secretary of labor. Um, ODEP is an important office to put those uh, policies in place and to study workforce outcomes and to keep the data for people with disabilities in employment settings as well. There's also an office, particularly uh, within the Department of Labor, the Office of Federal Contractor Compliance Programs that's in place to make sure that anybody doing business with the federal government is observant of all of the laws and regulations that are in place to make sure that people with disabilities are getting equal access and equal opportunity. So let's go over to the federal U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The programs that they have in place include like things like the Administration for Community Living. Well, many places have senior centers, right? And many people with disabilities are tending to age into disabilities. So they tend to be older people with disabilities. Well, that's really the wheelhouse of the ACL, the Administration for Community Living, that puts and executes all of those programs and puts those in place. There's also the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, which studies a lot of uh, things that lead to disability and you know how to be able to kind of avert disability and, and data related to that. And then there's also the Centers for Medicaid, CMS, Centers for Medicaid and uh, those services that are provided to people with disabilities where a lot of people with disabilities are accessing the health care provided, the cash benefits that are provided through SSI and SSDI, which is related to the Social Security Administration, which used to be within Health and Human Services is now actually its own federal independent agency. All right. Uh, before we close out HHS, though, there's also the Food and Drug Administration and you know, other agencies in, in health and human services all meant to help people with disabilities on the federal level that makes its way to the state level that then gets administered to people with disabilities. Um, so again, we mentioned Social Security Administration. That's its own independent agency. They administered the SSI program, the Supplemental Security Income Program, and the SSDI program. And that's for people with disabilities. So, uh, you know, that is a program. SSDI is a contributory program. So in order to be able to access those benefits fully, you have to have a work history. Whereas Social Security, you're just, you can access those without that history. Uh, and then within there, there's the Ticket to Work program, which is devoted to uh, people with disabilities getting back to work and returning to work and training, work for training and things like that. So there's all these programs, whether it be SSDI, SSI, Medicare, Medicaid, Workman's Comp, Veterans Benefits, we didn't even talk about them, or uh, other benefits that are derived through HUD and the, the Department of Housing and Urban Development, Section 8 vouchers, a large amount of people with disabilities. I think it's about 20 or 25% of all people with disabilities are accessing one of those types of programs. So there's a lot of programs put in place on the federal level that then make it to the state level and then usually are administered to people with disabilities on the state level, some directly from the federal level. But this isn't an exhaustive list. There are dozens of, of agencies with hundreds of programs specifically uh, designed to be able to provide access to opportunities for people with disabilities, non-discrimination for people with disabilities, 
benefits for people with disabilities to be able to do everything from healthcare and housing to food benefits to cash benefits to program benefits. So we're just scratching the surface. But again, building off of the history to let you know that those laws were put in place to help our people with disabilities here in America. And now these programs that we're talking about is the implementation of that. All right. So now you can see we talked about the definition and why there are specific definitions. It's oftentimes to qualify for these programs and they have, you know, very specific program requirements and things like that. So we're just scratching the surface here. Wanted to give everybody that overview, though, so that you know that there are programs out there that our government is working on to improve the lives of people with disabilities. So these are not perfect programs. Many of them are outdated and need to be modernized. We'll be talking about that in future episodes about those opportunities that we can put in place. So until then, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please, again, like, subscribe, and share so we can build our audience. It's David Dark Angelo, Save Visibility. I hope you have a great day. For more information about disability employment issues, please visit our website, disabilityemploymentsolutions.com. The Save As Ability podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our YouTube channel at Disability Policy Expert, or wherever you stream your podcasts. Subscribe, stream, rate, and review our shows. Your ratings and reviews help our show reach new audiences. Produced by Pod Pro Entertainment. Save As Ability lives within a network of podcasts located at podproentertainment.com. Hashtag the new radio. Again, my name is David Darkangelo, and I'm your disability policy expert. Until next time. Thank you. I hope you have a great day.